Whether your beer is in a bottle, can, or glass, kick back and relax. It's Better on Draft. We are live, episode 330 of the Better on Draft podcast. My name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly appreciate it. On this Friday evening, it is the 20th of October, getting ready for Halloween and all of those Halloween parties. Let us go around and see what everybody is drinking, starting with Dennis. Dennis, what are you drinking? Heyo. I have a beer I can pronounce this time. I have the extra special bitter uh, from Waypost Brewing Company in Fenville, Michigan. And fantastic. Dan, what about you? Uh, let's see. I've got the all-time favorite of mine finally coming back. Bacon and eggs from Pizza Port. And then just to compliment the double fisting, I've got a, a crawler that's a third full because the keg blew. Uh, Sebastian's Porter out of Oro Brewing. Sometimes those short pull, short fills are the best because you get uh, usually get it for free. I got or, it for uh, a dollar. And, yeah. and deep, d- deep discount, you know. Yep. Wendy, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a Wax Wings. I'm a King Bee. And on deck, I have an Odd Side Peach Smash, which is a strong ale aged in whiskey barrels with pe- flavored with peaches. So I'm really excited to try that one. Uh, for me, I am doing the double fisting, the double amber ales from Bell's Brewery. Delicious beer and uh, excited to drink it. This is going to be one of the last uh, episodes for a little bit, as we've got a long list of guests that we're going to be bringing in over the next couple months. Excited to have a lot of people on. Uh, so we are going to be just doing a a solo show, chatting with each other, seeing what we want to talk about within the craft beer industry. And I know Wendy wanted to ask us some questions about ourselves within craft beer. So Wendy, take it away. Well, I was doing some research online this week and I um, was looking at a couple of different online beer groups and I was just interested um, in what your guys' opinions are of the online groups now. I know we've all been, I think I've actually met a couple of you through the beer groups before the show even, before I even knew what the show was. So I'm just wondering, uh, what are your opinions on how the dynamic has changed over the year? Do you think they're still as effective as they used to be? I think I'll I'll start it off and say that I think social media has kind of the the landscape has changed a lot. Uh, The generations, especially as we're getting younger, Facebook isn't as important to them. It isn't used as much. Um, The prevalence of uh, video, audio, photos, sending it back and forth, you know, your TikTok, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, like all those platforms, I think, have blown up a lot more to where now the the facebook group doesn't really exist in the world that it used to like i can imagine remember back in the days of you know 2015 dacby and there would be 50 60 posts a day to the point where people they would have to like get specific posts just for specific topics like what are you drinking goes in just this one post because we don't need 80 what are you drinking posts today uh what did you buy today here one one specific post what was released today one specific post so those were back in the the older days of facebook 
And now I feel within craft beer itself, I think a lot of people are moving to alternative social medias like Discord, uh, which we do have the Michigan Craft Beer Discord, uh, which allows for more live chat, uh, almost like a uh, IRC. Yeah, like IRC, but I don't think too many people really used IRC uh, that weren't within the the technology industry. Oh, that's Um, fair. I, I think it's it's definitely more like, you know, forum based websites. Uh, people are utilizing Discord because every Discord server out there is, you know, basically its own forum where it's easy to also go to. You don't have to go to 84 different websites. You just go to your one Discord program. Um, so I think Discord is going to be the one that's really taking over. But I think the the world of craft beer uh, the CBYs have kind of died down. The craft beer Yeezuses for those that are joining us now and don't remember us from episode one. Um, the the craft beer Kanye's, the people that really got into it and really gatekept uh, craft beer. I don't see that as often as I used to, but I'll uh, I'll throw it over to Dennis because obviously you know we've rolled in this circle for such a long time that you might see something different than we do. That's so okay. Online groups for beer, you're right in everything that you said there, especially about like Facebook groups and stuff like that. They're gone. You know, people don't use that very much anymore. You know, I see a lot of people still on Reddit. You know, keep an eye on like different subreddits, uh, beer, Michigan beer, craft beer, stuff like that. Um, but I personally don't do a lot of social media uh you know i made a conscious decision to try and remove myself from it so you just get a lot of people uh, i know that there's in my groups a lot of word of mouth a lot of people sharing things with each other but you're to your point you know discord almost like you know something that you have to make a choice to go to as opposed to just everyone's on here your mom your grandma you know your your weird estranged uncle is on here not necessarily the case for people getting involved in things like discord what you're saying i don't have a lot to say with this like you said you've been rolling this a lot longer uh and really diving you know neck deep into all this um what i can say is i don't see a lot of people uh taking pictures of their beer at the bar and then signing into untapped you know as much as they used to uh i don't (laughs) four square whatever they used right but uh uh yeah i don't see that you know the 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 armchair beer critic um or would you call them the 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 craft beer Jesus? The the craft beer yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you you did bring up a point where I recall back when we were utilizing Untapped and a lot of people were using Untapped that they were using it to track every single beer they drank. Whether and you still see it when you go to the big festivals like Detroit Fall Beer Fest, which is upcoming Great American mm-hmm. Beer Festival. Like you're still going to see it because I think a lot of those people want to brag a little bit that they're drinking this very high specific you know rare beer that they could never get unless they went mm-hmm. to the specific festival but i i agree that you're not seeing the uh phone in the nose aspect of craft beer love and, and it was all really just braggadocious it was all look yeah. what i'm drinking like i'm i'm doing this to to dunk on you yeah i have two thousand badges on untapped uh, that's great how much is that worth in dogecoin i don't know like it, it's about the same i think <laughs> we'll also remember the days of oh last year's batch was so much better or last year's you know oh uh, this was much like 
oh, you had this Bourbon County, uh, you know, oh my God, they're sold to ABI. Or you had this year's Bourbon County Rare. Whoa, that was much better when it was Bourbon County Coffee and they used this. Like these things really, they exist. And especially yeah. if you're in the circles that we are, like you'll see it. But for for the regular craft beer fan, um, I don't think you see that anymore. And, and I think I don't know if that's necessarily a social media thing. And I'm I'm gonna kind of ask Dan here because Dan, you've got kids. Obviously, social media is a big um, worry. I would assume for a parent. Um, <laughs> what do you What do you see within social media? Like, do you see what I'm seeing where it's not as um, toxic as it used to be, or am I just have I blocked all the toxicity and protected myself? I have no idea because I'm kind of like Dennis. Maybe it's a Gen Xer in me, but I stay off of social media. The only craft beer community or group I've joined is our own Discord server um, in the entire time we've been here uh, doing this. So I can't tell you. As far as the kids go, they're all on TikTok. I don't know what they're doing over there because um, TikTok annoys me too. If I didn't like sometimes do things for us, I wouldn't be on it. So. I'm probably the worst person to ask. Um, I do know in social media, there's a lot of toxicity, but for different reasons. Um, but I can't tell you the last time I saw something, <clears throat> excuse me, outside of our one star reviews, uh, beer wise, that's come up. You know, you, you mentioned toxicity too. So it's just the other day I was on the, the beer subreddit, right? And someone posted a picture of uh, uh, the new Oberon, the, what was that Oberon from the the new variant that they have? Eclipse. 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 Yeah, they posted like best beer I've ever had, and so the first comment was like, "Oh, you should be trying better beers." Then I was like, "Yo, okay, first of all, <laughs> like you don't know what they've tried or what they like, what they oh, don't yeah, like. Like, exactly. let people like what they like." I feel that way, anyways. They should always like just like what you like and quit listening to all those other assholes. Yeah. Um, I disagree though about the untapped thing because I it, it probably was a few months ago that I remember this happening but we were at um a brewery on in Kalamazoo and we met people they sat down at our community table and we started chatting and he's like oh you're on untapped and he looked me up on untapped and I oh, forget no. constantly to check in on untapped like you know I could have far succeeded or far exceeded what he had already checked into. But I forget because it's not that important to me. Like I, I do it so I can remember what beers I've tried, not, and, and because I like the badges, don't get me wrong. I think it's fun, yeah. but he would, he stopped talking to me because I didn't have enough beers checked in. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not low on the list at all. <laughs> he swiped left on you on untapped. He like, he like stopped, he stopped talking to my whole group because we weren't high enough in the untapped badges. Apparently, Holy we crap. didn't know enough about beer to have a conversation with him. He didn't realize now, he was talking to like a final boss he was of beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like I thought he's the final boss of beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I do still check stuff in. I have friends that check him in. Obviously I take pictures so that we can post stuff for the show and I post stuff all over, but I spend more time on TikTok than I do on the other medias anyways. I definitely agree. Those people are out there. Now I'm thinking back. I don't remember if I shared pictures or if I just sent them to Ken, 
at GABF, there were people with so many pieces of paper, like it looked like a damn book um, of everything they needed to go around and try and we're like checking it off. I don't even know how that was fun because they're like flipping through their Bible. And I was standing by a guy. He's like, all right, I'm going to Ren House next for this specific beer. And I already knew they didn't have it. So I was kind of laughing. But you have a lot of people just doing like, what are you doing? You're taking it too seriously. I think these people that do this forget it's supposed to be fun. Not this like serious, like, oh, I'm better than you. I'm gatekeeping. Um, it's just there's, it's kind of ridiculous. There's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Um, I think, you know, for me, when I went to look at GABF and I'm looking at the beer list, obviously I'm looking at some of the things that I would like to try. And I'm making mention mental notes or I'm writing it down in my, my own notes app. Like, hey, I want to make sure I go try this. But in the same token, I went when Pliny, the, the younger one on tap, like I was nowhere near Russian River. I wasn't going to mess with it. Uh, when Utopia got tapped at GABF, I didn't even bother looking into it until you literally said, hey, uh, you could get in here pretty fast and get the beer so I went and tried it. It's, it was the same with Bigfoot when I had Bigfoot at Sierra Nevada. Like you can you can do it and not be, you know, and I feel like I'm even gatekeeping by saying it this way. But you could do it without being like that guy that was talking to Wendy. You don't have to, you know, God forbid he looked at how many beers we had on Untapped. Like if we if we would check in all of our kill shots every single time. Um, didn't you we know, get blocked by Heineken at one point sure. because I had Newcastle on the show every week and they just got fed up of being tagged by us? It was something like that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of like social media pettiness that might get through, but I I still think un- Untapped has its place. But what what did you call it? Like armchair quarterback or armchair beer armchair reviewer? Beer critics, right? Yeah, chair beer critics. I like that. Most people don't understand beer flavor profiles and understand why a beer would be like this. And also for me as, as a personal issue, I hate quarter star beer reviews. <laughs> I do not understand how someone can give something like a three, seven, five, or a, if you look at some of beer reviews, like some people will give it like a three, nine, one. And I'm like, where did you come up with that number? And, and they're rating like now like quarter star or eighth stars on different areas of the beer and i'm like i I just it it come it it's i have never gotten that deep into the beer love i don't know if you guys have but i just could never take it that serious is that beer love though i mean that's being (laughs) overly critical that's just math and that sucks (laughs) well and part of the problem is is that the people who are doing that don't actually know how to judge a beer they're judging it based on how they feel about it not judge judging it on whether or not it's actually made the way it's supposed to be i think that's yeah i would go ahead yeah i I would put any of those people up against someone like wendy who's been working on doing that like seriously to see if they could actually figure anything out with these beers but meanwhile those people are the same ones that will go to the brewer and tell them they should have done something different or tell them their beer sucks (laughs) Right. I violent notes for you, Mister Mister Brewer. I I give credit to those people that feel that have the um uh you know yeah the cojones (laughs) of 
of doing that to a brewer. Like I feel bad telling a brewer when their beer is like obviously infected or something's wrong with it. Like I'm like, it's not my place to tell. I'm not a professional judge. And, and the problem is, is that with untapped, I can, my rating is worth just the same amount as someone with the BJCP uh, flavor profile, like professional raider, like our professional drinker, professional taste tester, professional competition. My rating on untapped is worth the exact same as theirs. And mm-hmm. that's where, you know, the issues can happen, especially when you get to the, the non-standard styles. And when I say standard, I mean IPA and, you know, stout. And when you get into lagers, like a lager at four out of five is probably one of the best lagers you're going to have um, when you see it four out of five on untapped because it's not going to get those high ratings. It's not a, a Shram's mead. It's not a barrel aged 18 percent adjunct laden stout and it's not an IPA. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm talking a lot. Well, I mean, to that point, though, too, a well-crafted beer doesn't need to blow your socks off you know, candy can blow your socks off taste wise, but it's just sugar, right? Um, a well-crafted beer is going to bring out those p- flavor profiles and that sensation. That is part of the process that we have well documented for years and years and years. And you can tell the difference between a well-made beer that's made really well, batch to batch to batch to batch to batch. And um, compared to like, Oh, we threw all uh, 90 pounds of Twinkies in this beer. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm sure it tastes good, but I can only have so much because that is candy and doesn't necessarily mean it's well-crafted. It means it has a big flavor. True story. Mm-hmm. So that actually brings me to the next thing that I was thinking about is, um, so we used to go to Beer Advocate and then AB and Bev kind of took over them. So we started not trusting what we were getting from there. And then um, untapped was kind of taken over by people who had no idea how to actually rate a beer. So what are we using now to determine what beers we need to try? My heart. <laughs> yeah. If I see something and it sounds like it's good, I'll go try it. I don't need anyone else to tell me. Uh, people will tell me IPAs are good all day or sours are good all day. It doesn't mean I'm going to go try it. It's really personal <laughs> preference. I think. What about yeah. you, Ken? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Don't worry about me. Ken, I, I, I would just say that I just look at the list, match up the style, and pick the beer. I I don't think I know of the last time that I've looked at a beer or looked at a rating and said, oh, I have to go try that. Like, I will... I, I don't have any breweries that I'm never going to not drink, and I don't have any beers I'm never going to not drink. Like, I'll just look for what looks good and go like it it could be the worst tasting beer ever or the worst rated beer ever. And I wouldn't trust the rating in the first place, but um, yeah, I, I I can't think of any reason why I would look at ratings or nothing, even like a, um, like a, you know, remember how they used to do the beer advocate ratings right under the beers on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Like Go that ahead. wouldn't, that wouldn't even phase me. I would just be like, I've All seen right. that for untapped too at stores so so like a stock market ticker kind of up and down uh, not, yeah, not a, <laughs> yeah i think they just they just do it like a moment of time and they'll print out saying hey this beer's got like a 96 on beer advocate and 
Yeah. It'll always have a 96 according to that. Yeah. <laughs> that sticker. It, it dropped, <laughs> dropped down into the 70s, but hey, it's got a 96 at the store. Nice. Well, it's still going to be sitting there six months later, so it doesn't matter if it's changed. But I had a 96 <laughs> six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, If you're overthinking what beer you're going to be ordering, you've probably already lost the battle and aren't having fun. I agree with that. I, I think the only time I've ever overthought is if I'm trying to like factor in maybe what my last beer of the night is and I'm like factoring in, all right, what's the ABV? How much can I drink? What can I like? That's the only time I'll probably ever look into that even further is like what making sure I'm safe while I'm drinking and making sure it's a style that I like, like I'm not going to drink an IPA just to have a beer. Um, no, 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 no. If there's, if there's no beers that I want in there, then I'm not going to bother drinking it. Like when, when I go to, we, we talked about it on the show and then we, I went to the lions game right after and the, the craft beer tent that we went to over by the, the gate, I think it's like gate D. Um, it's mostly IPAs and I'm like, this isn't for me. Like I'd rather just drink a Miller light and enjoy my beer as opposed to um, slamming something that I'm not going to enjoy. So I found that I will use untapped to see um, what the style of beer is, if it's not listed. And I will see if other friends, I've people that I know have tried it to see what they say. Um, usually people that I trust their opinion. Um, but I also will use it um, if there is not listed on the can what type of hops it is. Because I do like IPAs, but I do not like Simcoe hops. They literally make me want to rip my tongue out. Oh, wow. So if um, there are Simcoe hops in there, I tend to steer away from tasting it. So there's a lot of times when I've had to look it up to see because it's not on the can, it's not listed if, especially if I'm at a craft beer bar and not the brewery, I can't find out if they have it. So I'll look it up and see if they have it listed and untapped. A lot of times they do. I think untapped is a great spot to have all that data collection. Uh, and you're, I think you're using untapped the best way to use untapped. I, I will use untapped not to check it in, but if there's no ABV labeled anywhere, like it's not on the, the, menu it's not on like anywhere and especially if the bartender doesn't know because it's just a draft um that's the probably the one thing that i use on tap the most for is if it's there's a missing abv number and i need to find out what it is personally what i think the best use of untap these days are the bars and breweries that use it for their menu because it makes it easily accessible so you can check it out too um i think that's the biggest value of it these days honestly I forgot about that. Yeah. That's yeah. A, the function. Yep. Uh, I, I want to give you the heads up. Yeah, I want to give one? you the heads up, Dan, that uh, uh, untapped beer menu prices, mm-hmm. they're jacking up the prices for the Uh-oh. API and stuff. Uh, so expect a lot of less breweries to start using that. Um, I would foresee uh, either if, if arrived, build something great or beer menus.com, I think is the website. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I, I foresee a lot of people uh, taking untapped and no longer using it. Also, have you guys been on untapped lately? Because when we did our kill shots last week, I think I got like eight pieces of email from checking in those eight beers <laughs> that we had on the show last week. Oh, boy. 
I have not. No. Wait, did no. you check him in too? I I did not check them into, but okay. on on the email, email, yeah, I get the email. So when it pops up and says, "Hey, buy the IPA box from Untapped," uh, oh, it also sends an email saying, "Hey, we sent you this message. You should buy the IPA box from Untapped." Uh, <laughs> hey, you earned this badge. Oh, here's an email saying, "Congratulations on earning this badge." Um, oh boy. Yeah, there's. I'm pretty sure that's a setting that can be changed. Probably, I probably because I don't get those from my personal one, but I do get notifications on my phone when stuff gets checked in on the Better on Draft one. I I will definitely be looking into the settings now that you mentioned that it's probably a settings <laughs> thing. Like it is the worst thing in the like. That's how I know when uh, we check in our stuff is because I'll see all those emails and be like, oh. "Here come the emails flooding through." Yeah. It said I could have cookies, so I asked. I asked, sure, I'll have some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll move on from the untapped thing. I think we've kind of we knocked that it out. Or just went out of my head. We knocked that one out. We tapped um, it. So one of the other things that I found was a um, post from a few years ago that somebody had. Um, started spreading, asking people to post um, 10 beers that changed their lives. So I'm curious from you guys, what is a beer or more than one, if you want to put them out there, that changed your life? I want to hear yours, Wendy. Um, My first one would probably have to be Dragon's Milk. uh, Because that is really what... um, brought me in to my love of stouts. Um, I just, I thought it was amazing. Um, Yeah, it's so good. And the fact that they have so many different variations, I actually have an oatmeal, um, very, an oatmeal cookie dragon's milk Mm -hmm. in the fridge, um, waiting to drink it after the show. So um, the other one I would probably have to say, would be it, it would have to be final absolution because that's what introduced me to the Belgian beers and that quickly overtook my love of stouts. Mm-hmm. So I think those two would be my strongest. I'm trying to think of which um, New England IPA it was that made me decide I liked New England IPAs. I can't think of the name, but I remember I was at um, Mystic Brewing in um, Chelsea, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. And they had an, a New England that I just sampled and I ended up drinking a full glass and they, I, I fell in love with it. It was so good. And I couldn't understand why I like that, but I didn't like all these other IPAs. So I started asking questions and they brought out this recipe book Mm -hmm. and um, it started my app journey, I guess I would call it. Yeah. And it completely changed the way I look at hops and different styles of beer. Yeah. New opportunities. Those are my three. Ken's shaking his head at me. (laughs) I told you it's been a long week, man. (laughs) (laughs) So what about you, Dennis? 
uh, Widowmaker from QAnon Brewing Company was uh, changed my life. Um, that's what really got me to craft beer in the first place. Um, besides, I, I I think my first episode here, uh, I talked about Line and Kugels being really what got me in, which is true. Um, but Widowmaker, uh, uh, the that was such a good beer, such so, such a good caramel flavor to me. And every time I grew up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, right, and that's where I'm from, and I remember being able to go to KBC, visiting my friends at Michigan Tech and Houghton, and going to go into the brewery there, and you can get a pint of beer for two dollars and fifty cents, and that was like, all right, I can afford that. I can afford two of those. Yeah, let's go. And it was, it it really transformed how I looked at what you can buy from a bar, what you can get. It doesn't all have to be just Labatt's or Coors or something along those lines. So I really, that, that one still, if I see it on tap somewhere, I'm buying it. Yeah. yeah, No, I'll take that. I I need it. Thank you. I never see it anymore. So I really want to get it. So that beer really transformed how I look at the whole brewing industry in general. So uh, that's my answer and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Dan, what about you? Uh, so as far as stouts go, like you said, Dragon's Milk did it for me. The first one I had was back in 2008. And it like kind of shocked me how good it was. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty impressive beer. That kind of set me down the bad path of drinking insane stouts as far as that goes. <laughs> um, God, can I say King Cobra as far as beer goes? Because that's yeah. not really. But no, but... The other one is Spells Amber. When Ken bought me one, we were at, I think it was Luna. Um, I would drink pretty much either King Cobra or um, Newcastle, basically, back in those days. And Ken bought me a Bell's Amber, and it kind of, I think it's really started us down the path as far as this goes, at least for me. So those are the really two that stick out for me. Um, can't think of anything else. Those would be the big two. I can't think of a third myself. Uh, yeah i first of all killian's will always be the the beer that got me into realizing there are beers other than lagers um bell's amber which i think kind of ties into that as well followed that up i would definitely say lefe brune from the lefe brewery out of belgium um i we had it at a a uh bar house like a, a poor house in toronto and it was such a good beer amazing on draft and it was just a beer that i fell in love with that it's always continued for me i think that's really what uh assisted my my love for browns and then my love for alts was uh old 22 from arbor brewing company so I would use all of the like those are probably the beers that definitely directed me into the love of the different styles of beer, different kinds of beer that I like. And more recently, I would say B43 from Old Nation, which is their Brute New England IPA. Um I know it's a New England really? IPA. Yes, 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 yes. But it is a uh low carb, which was good for me when I was doing keto bingo square and it was also uh, low calorie compared to other beers because of its abv versus calories um i would love drinking that and it's it's a little bitter for me still you still get that that um champagne yeast like that brute flavor profile 
but I'm excited because they're making a a flavored one uh, that they're releasing next week, I think, in Distro. So I'll be excited to try that. Yeah, well, your hate of IPAs is done now. You're not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> I mean, I can... Oh. S- I, I, I feel like, do I, do I need a 100% score to not like IPAs? Like, I can't. I, like I think it. so. You can't hate on them and they're like, oh, but I'm going to go drink this one. It's like, okay, you get to pick one or the other. Is it really an, like, it's it's an IPA almost like a name only? <laughs> Still an IPA. <laughs> it's it's like when it's uh, like a mango, you know, mango strawberry Kolsch, and you tell Matt Bush that it's a Kolsch, and he's like, that's not a Kolsch. That's a, it's a fruit beer. The fruit beer at that point, yeah. No, it's still not paid. Just go drink a champagne or a white stout. <laughs> or white it's stout, yes. White <laughs> stout, yes, yes. The coffee, let it go. Dragon's milk white stout. I just, I haven't had that in forever. It's delicious, uh, but it's. Yeah, not I, I buy them just to make sure they're not in the market anymore. And throw them <laughs> <in> the garbage. <laughs> you know, it, it, you just remind me. Sorry, uh, you just remind me of another beer, like that. Uh, not necessarily changed my life, but it blew my mind when I first had it. I didn't know beers could taste like it. And it might sound a little basic, but Orval, right? When I first oh, had or- yeah. yeah, when I first had Orval, I was like, I was not aware this was a thing. And this is uh, incredible. And when I had it, it was paired with walnuts because that's what it's supposed to be paired with, uh, from what I understand. And it really tra- transformed it for me. I-, I loved it. That was such a good... I haven't had it in a while. Yeah. Yeah, you when know, you're... I was I was gonna say when you get into that world of like open fermentation and you're dealing with like bretomyces and all these other um and purposeful infections, mm-hmm. um, it's really you it it's what Ron Jeffries is known for, which is why he's like the king of sour beers. Mm-hmm. You get to really see a different side of beer that you'll never be able to see. Yeah. Um, so another one that I have that when you said that, it made me think um, the West Fletcherin 12, the first time I ever had that was, it's a Belgian quad and it is so delicious. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend that brought some back and it, cause you can only get it at the brewery and it's amazing. It was so delicious. Um, it actually made me want to go to Belgium. So my list of places that I wanted to go to try beer um has completely changed and Belgium has gone to the top of the list. So that's like my, my next big trip that I'm planning. Is there room for us? Yeah, absolutely. Anybody that wants to come can come. Once I get the, get the details worked out, I'll put a link out there and anybody who wants to join in will be able to come along. And my goal is to go to all of the Trappist breweries. Awesome. Awesome. So, and right. I'd like to do it at a time where I can end at Oktoberfest, just because since oh. I'm over there, you know, you might as well. But yeah, it's right down the street. Hop, skip, and a jump. No big yeah. deal. So, Wendy's <laughs> going to be posting her number and her email onto our Instagram, right? So, everyone. No, can no. We'll have her. a link oh. that they can go to to figure oh, it out. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Almost doxed you there. Almost doxed you there. Don't get too crazy. <laughs> so. <laughs> So speaking of beers that have changed our lives, um, I know Ken is really excited about this topic, but um, if you could craft your perfect beer flight, what would it be? Ooh, yeah. I want to hear Ken's Five answer beers. first. 
Yeah. It can be a style or it could be a specific beer. Uh, it would be Bell's Amber five times poured into a pint glass. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unusual. I like it. I like there it. There you go. There you go. I, y'all, I, I saw somebody was uh, on our Instagram posting that they were at drafting table and they bought like a beer and a sidecar. And I'm like, that's fine. That's fair. But I think, I still think we need to uh, eliminate the craft beer flights. That's an opinion. That's it. That's, That's an it. opinion. That it is, is an, an opinion. opinion. I, I stand by it. I ain't backing down. Not the only opinion on the show. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It is not my show <laughs> for those that feel like it is. Here comes the one-star reviews. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Dan, what, what, what would you put in your plate? Okay. Um, so, Bear Lake, we're going to go see how I would I start this. Barrel Age Stout, whatever is there. Um, Russian Imperial, non-Barrel Age for number two. Um, Got to have a brown ale in there. Got to have an ESB. And then what would I do for the fifth? Maybe English like a mild. red or an... Oh, yeah, an English mild if they have it, or a red or an amber. And probably go from number five up is what I would do. Okay. So you would start at the barrel-aged? No, no, the other way. Or you'd start... Oh, you'd start at the red. At the red or the, or the amber. One. Yeah. Okay. I'm still thinking about five, five glasses of uh, uh, Bell's Amber and one pint. <laughs> yeah, Ken's just a hater. Don't even don't even pay attention to that. Bell's Amber <laughs> poured in a pint glass. Dan, I like how you you got real specific there because uh, I didn't with my answer, and I'm not going to get that specific. Uh, like you know, like all right, you don't have this, then I'm not getting a flight, right? So, <laughs> but uh, I. Call me basic, but I want like three mainstays, something experimental, something weird. That's what I want. In a, in a That's fair. Fight. Yeah. That's but really I al- fair. I also want a pint of something else that I can drink alongside of it. Oh, now you're getting into Ken's hate, well, hate I, territory. I, I, I can't say much because that's what I used to do at every single brewery I went <laughs> to like six, seven years ago. Like I would walk in, I'd get a, a flight like a of everything that isn't the, the brown and then... Uh, or the brown or the amber or the red, and then a pint of that. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. That's just that's hedging your bets for the most part. But uh or just go to the, the bartender and be like, surprise me. Let's go. I'll show me what you think I want. But then you end up with a milkshake IPA. I mean and you're drinking uh, pine salt with shush. milk. If it's wet, I'll drink it. I've said that before, and I'll keep saying it. Oh my god, I love milkshake IPAs. I don't no. know what it is. It's the mouthfeel with the, yeah, I love them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's oh boy, it's like a <laughs> malt oats. That's not it. I don't know, but I will try it every time if there's a milkshake <laughs> IPA. Ten will too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, now that he's an IPA fan. Yeah. 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 Our newest brand, IPA. Guy. IPA. So for me, when I go, so I don't get flights at my regular breweries unless I haven't been there in a while and there's a few things I want to try. But when I go to a new brewery, I will always ask them for their most popular beer. Their, the bartender's favorite beer. Ooh, I like that. Regardless of what style, they always want to be like, well, it depends on what you like. And I'm like, I don't care what I like. I want to know what you like, because there's always something good about that beer that they might like. They must like it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I want to see what it is. 
Um, and then if there's a barrel aged stout or other, some other type of stout, I'll get that. Um, if there's a Belgian beer, you can damn well be sure it's going to be in my flight. Um, and then depending on what their popular and their favorite beer is, I'll always try and go for a Kolsch or a Hefeweizen just so I can see what else they're brewing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Sick. It's four flights, baby. I'm a big fan of the flights. So I do have another quick question about flights. I know Ken, you don't have to answer this one, but when you guys get a flight at a brewery, (laughs) do you drink each beer individually or do you sample all of them and then drink them in an order? Cause like when I get my, I will sample everything and then I drink the beer I like least first. So I'm ending on my favorite beer. I do the exact same thing. Try them all first. And then the one you like the least and work up from there. Yeah. That's, that's how it's done. All right. Maybe, I just want to see, cause I have is, other people that don't do that. Th- this is why I don't like flights. That's not what I do. If, if, when I had a flight in front of me, it's it's the same way I eat. I'm, I call myself a circle eater, where like I eat all the vegetable and then all the potato and then all the meat or something like that. Like I'll, I'll drink all the first beer, all the second beer, all the third beer. Now I'll drink it the way like light to dark usually I'll drink. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I know something's going to be very overbearing with like adjuncts, uh, especially if it's like a stout with eighteen adjuncts, mm-hmm. um, that's always going to be last. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I'm you know, if I had to fill out my flight with a IPA because that's the only other thing that was left, it was four beers and then 20 IPAs, um, then I'll save the IPA for last. Like I and, and I get like I just don't want to blow my mouth out with uh, a different flavor profile or a better profile, um, not knowing what it is. It could be smooth and easy to drink. It could be like. Um, Centennial from Founders, which is one of the few IPAs that isn't like a New England or hazy or anything like that that I'll actually tolerate, but mm-hmm. or would tolerate. I haven't drank a Centennial in five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's I that's me. Like I, I have to drink the whole beer before I just move to the next one. I can't do it like hot potato in between beers. What you don't give a try to all of them before you do that? No, not at all. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Not at all. The the the, the, the closest thing you'll see me do is if I'm double fisting two different beers and I'm drinking from the two big beers at the same time. Like I'll somehow drink both of those, like, you know, a little here, a little here, you know, oh, this one's a little bit more filled, so I'm gonna drink from that one first. Uh, but yeah, I I never taste like a little bit of each and then move move on to the next one like i just drink the one that i you know drink the first one the second one the third one etc got it okay here's why i can't do that so when i pick out my flight i'm usually going through the list and i see something that i have to try so i put it down well then it's not in the order that you should drink it right so yeah it's not necessarily in the order that you should drink it but when they give it to you they give it to you in the order that you put it down on the card Mm-hmm. Yep. So I could go back and forth, but the OCD in me is like, no, you have to do it in this particular order. By drinking it in the order of how much I liked it, it negates the you have to drink it left to right or right to left. 
Does that make sense? Why, why do you have to drink the one you want first or last? Or like, why can't the one you really, really want just be the third one you drink? Because then you're ending on that one that you really liked. Yeah, ending on a happy note. You you're know? ending on a happy note. You're ending oh. on, man, I loved that beer. Can't say why it wasn't all five of them the one that you wanted then. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's my way of not getting a sample for every beer in the place. I like to get, just pour me my five beers and. I feel like everyone here is a kind of a creature of habit when it comes to trying different things, then, right? You know, um, what are some bad habits that you have, though, when it comes to trying beers or going to breweries or something along those lines? I think our fans would tell me not getting flights. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that's your biggest bad habit there. Probably true. Not trying things other than the alt beer. Yeah, uh, well, the, I, apparently I'm just not drinking at all when I go out to, to breweries. <laughs> One out of every 10 places I might have a beer. Uh, bad habits. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what would be a bad. What's what do you consider a bad habit? Well, maybe here's maybe what I do. Us, uh... This is a problem I have, and maybe it's just a social thing. Um, but like you know, let, we go out to a brewery, try different stuff. You know, let's say a friend orders a flight, doesn't finish it all right before we leave. Like you can finish that, and then I'm just knocking them back like tequila shots at a bachelorette party, right? So and. Probably shouldn't do that. I'm not even tasting it at that point. But like, I, 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 hold on. Did you say a bachelorette uh, party? Yeah, <laughs> drinking drinking tequila Wait, shots at a bachelorette so, party. Uh, so, are you like the only guy there knocking back tequila shots? At All right. So, I actually have bachelor- a story about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the time and place? Sure, yeah, go you're with it. friends. All right. So, uh, it was a while ago. We're at this Irish pub. Is my dad and I? He he in uh, he just turned seventy actually, but this is about ten years ago, and sitting there. Uh, it's a little later at night. We're like the only people in this in this bar and having this great conversation. I think we're talking about deer camp, right? And then we see all these girls come in. And they're all woohoo! Like there's no one here except him, my dad and me. And I, oh, hey, and then one one of the people walks up and it was a a friend of mine. She's like, oh, Dennis, how you doing? I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? And like, oh, we're gonna we're, we're we're in a bachelorette party. We're going around the pubs, stuff like that. I think we're just going to do a shot and head out. You guys want to go with us? I'm like, dad, you want to go? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so we hop outside and there's a pedal pub, right? Oh, so boy. Like, yeah. So like you're, you're biking along the streets of Marquette and had a great time. We were with them for like 45 minutes. Someone's just passed around tequila and I had a fantastic time. Uh, so uh, what was your question? Uh, so yes, I, was, yeah. I was asking the question that you asked us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bad <laughs> habits. No, that's I I 100% am that kind of person. Um, the 300th episode literally killed me. Uh, oh, that, that party opened up everything. Yeah, that's the one where Dan opened up every single flying buffalo, and I'm just seeing all of these open yep. bottles with so much beer in them. Um, and and of course, it's not like lagers or anything. It's 14 to 16 percent ABV beers, so you can't just yep. you know you're you're basically kicking back tequila shots at that point with a, a four ounce miss. Um, but yeah, I'm I was always the same way. Like I can't not have a. Uh, full like if there's a drink at the table and it's not done, like I'm like, come on, let's drink drink a beer, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Got I don't know. Do you still like? 
do you still pressure people to finish their beer if you're leaving? Me? Like there, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's no, anything wrong. Are you talking no, about no, 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 myself? I can't. Okay, I can't look at that beer and see it's still there and not finish it. Oh, see, um, I thought you were one of those people like you have to finish your beer. It's like no, no, oh, no, 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 no. I. <laughs> I at that point you're you're making your own adult decisions but when it's like a beer like the the old studio days and there'd mm-hmm. be like a a little bit and a growler left I'm like all right oh, that's on, let's 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 finish this beer hey yeah. you know let's 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 clean up what are we what's what's left oh there's a little bit of here who wants it you know like not pressuring you know the, the royal you someone else to drink but hey let's let's at least clean this up so we're not you know, embarrassing ourselves pouring out all this beer. Yeah, that's fair. So I guess then my bad habit would be that I do not feel the need to finish my beer. And I'll tell you why. This was actually pre um, craft beer, Wendy. We were at uh, the local bar drinking buckets of Bud Light and we had tattoo appointments the next morning. And somebody bought like two buckets right before we were supposed to leave. So we finished those buckets and we drank quite a few buckets between the six of us that night. And the next morning I got up and I went to my tattoo appointment and I got my tattoo on my leg Mm -hmm. and he, he was a pretty big guy and he was literally like wrapped around my leg to keep it from shaking. And I bled so bad I was going to ask because I that. had so much alcohol still in my system. Like he finished that tattoo and he was like, "So next time you come and get a tattoo, let's try not to get trashed the night before." <laughs> like it was I'll just never forget like he was literally like bear hugging my arm or my leg just to keep my leg steady enough for him to be able to do. And it's a it it looks good. He did a fantastic job. Um but I will never drink that much before getting a tattoo ever again. And I also learned my lesson that if there is beer left on the table, it is okay to walk away from it if you need to. Yeah. That's not a bad habit. No. Nope. Yeah, no. it's it's a habit that I need to form for sure. I I'm also one of those people where when someone's like, "Oh, I'm going to have one more who wants to have one with me." Like I have the the tendency to be like, "All right, I'll have one." Like not not if I'm like overindulging, but like, all right, I guess I can have one more. Like, what's one more beer? Or somebody buys a bucket and there's like an extra beer left or something like that. You're like, hey, Ken, do you want it? I'm like, I guess so. Like, I, I definitely bend to peer pressure when it comes to beer a lot more. I, you'd be surprised a lot of people actually do. Because my bad habit is convincing people to have one more. <laughs> Episode 300's. Oh the episode gosh. 300 party is a perfect example of that. Um, we were but- we were doing the the same thing with the the group next to us the the wedding party that was setting up for the wedding because we yep. had all this open beer. We're like, come on, guys, drink this free beer. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I don't think you're that bad. You don't really pressure people, Ken, because I think back to when we were in Austin and I left a beer that was like two thirds full when we were at that Indian food slash bottle shop slash beer bar. Yeah. And I'm like, no, Did I'm you done. Find the name for us. What's that? What's that? Did you ever find that name of that place for us? It's called yeah. Whippin. Yeah, Whippin. Okay. It is shockingly good place. Like you wouldn't expect it. 
But no, I was done. And then we drove back and then we were cracking open beers. We bought there, you know, just needed that break. You, you were never pressured. You're like, are you sure you're leaving the beer? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Like, let's go grab cans and go. Yeah. Well, you were also doing like high octane beers yep. throughout most of the night. And oh, I yeah. was, I'm drinking the ESB. There was a decent amount of ESBs, English milds, brown ales, like low ABV lager pills uh, for our trip. I, I am one of those when Dan, you know, Dan talks about how he now looks at beer menus. Like I, when I plan a brewery tour, I do a lot of research. I join these Facebook groups. Like I've joined the the Texas Let's Talk Beer group like three times for the last three times I've been to Texas. <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to these two sites. These are the styles that I like. And what's great is, is that at least that group, they don't like, oh, you don't like IPAs. They're like, all right, so this is your flavor profile. You want to go here, 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 and here. And here's an opportunity if you, you know, I know you don't like IPAs, but this is, you know, the IPA house or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um so like when I did Dallas, I did Dallas and Grapevine earlier this year, and we hit up six spots on our little tour, and every single spot was a banger. And the, the last one, Hop and Sting and Grapevine, that place, I'm I'm actually making a bet with a friend um, who lives in Texas, but he's a Ravens fan, and we're doing a, a money line bet, six pack of beer. Um, so I'm going to be shipping off, off a six pack of resolute from drafting table. If the Ravens win and when the lions win, uh, he'll be sending me a six pack from that hop and sting place. So for those of you that enjoy Texas beer, Dallas, Metro Dallas, Dallas, Fort Worth and grapevine hop and sting. I think it's hop and sting. Yeah. Cause it's the scorpion and the frog hop and sting, um, uh, brewery. That's one thing that I really like about the craft beer girls groups because they have one for each state. So when you're going to a new state, you just join that group and then you've got, you've got all those people that are there trying a bunch of different things already that can give you the direction that you need and where to go. It's really awesome. Nice and accommodating. You want to go here? here? What do you like this? Awesome. Don't go there then. But go here, here, and here. Let's uh we're 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 coming up at the break. Uh for those of you listening live, obviously we'll come back with the craft beer news. For those of you listening via the podcast, obviously wait for the craft beer news segment, which comes out on Mondays every single week. Uh, but let's let's go through real quick because I know on Wendy's little list of questions she wanted to ask us, uh surprising beer cities. Um, I know Dan, you get around, you like to travel a lot. I like to travel a lot. Wendy definitely likes to travel a lot. Puts us to shame. Um, Dennis, I don't know your travel habits, but do you have a surprisingly good beer town that you want to suggest to our listeners? That's a good question. I mean, I live in Grand Rapids, right? So like a a beer city, USA, right? I'm a little spoiled. Um, surprising beer city. I'm trying to think of this. You know what? Actually, uh, when I went to Puerto Rico in San Juan, they had a fantastic brewery called Ocean Lab. Ocean Lab Brewery. That was such a cool place. It's like half brewery, half resort. And there's a couple other places there too. But that was I was not expecting much. I had a great time. So definitely recommend San Juan if you want to you check out something out of your, your usual wheelhouse and in a warmer climate. 
I expect in the next 10 years to get a lot of slashes. And when I say a slash, I mean brewery slash something else. Like brewery slash bowling alley. Brewery Mm -hmm. slash axe throw. Like I I think we're going to see a lot more of those in the near future where people will realize that they could potentially brew their own beer and save a lot of money by having a craft beer in-house too. Um, or, you know, contract beer where they consider themselves a brewery, but they, you know, go brew at Brew Detroit once a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, what's a surprisingly good beer city for you? So I'm the thing you just mentioned real quick, I want to touch on. We have uh, State 48 out here. One of the breweries has a brewery slash bowling alley, and it's always packed. So I definitely agree with you on that. Um, are you looking for international or within the U.S.? I don't care. Whatever you want. Okay, so I've got two in the U.S. that are kind of tied for me. Um, Flagstaff, Arizona, probably one of the best beer cities in America, especially for how small it is. And then Albuquerque is a surprisingly good beer city. Um, Some really good breweries out of there. And then for an international bonus one that people wouldn't think would be Christchurch, New Zealand. Um, You get a lot of Cascales out of there you get a lot of really good quality and a diversity of beer that you really don't find in a lot of places. Wendy. So I, I think I've actually talked about this on the show before, but I was really surprised with Atlanta's beer scene. Um, They are putting out some really good beers. Uh, Every brewery that I went to there was really good. Um, Some of them I like, really wanted I actually liked it so much I went back for a second visit so that I could hit more breweries that I couldn't get to like they had that many breweries and Atlanta's weird the way that it's set up so um a lot of the breweries were outside the perimeter so you were going to actually different cities but it it was so good like there are so many different breweries that whenever I see him, it like makes my mouth water just by seeing a post or something about that brewery. So, and I will point out too, that I think pontoon brewery is having some problems. So I think they have a GoFundMe account right now that we should check that out if we can. Now I, I had one suggestion and by the looks of it, it looks like they might've gotten hit pretty hard within the, the world of COVID and everything like that. But I was going to say Spartanburg, South Carolina, and it is one of the few random cities that I've been to through my last job where I was like, Oh, you know, it's the same drive time from to Asheville, same drive time to Charlotte. But I'm going to stay within the town. And I spent one day going to, I went to like Yeehaw. I went to a brewery that had like a lunchbox for a flight because I was drinking flights at that time. Um, I can only imagine the amount of people that closed up the lunchbox and like started carrying it incorrectly um, and spilling a bunch of beer. Uh, But yeah, Spartanburg had a great um, beer, like brewery scene, had a great beer scene. Um, and the other one I think a lot of people do know about, uh, as much as Asheville is big, Charlotte, the Charlotte area is so good when it comes to craft beer. In the Noda area, you got craft beer bars like Salud over there. 
So that's where I would suggest. So that's in the the more southeast, east coast area. Uh, but that is going to do it for the Better on Draft podcast, episode three thirty. Listening live, stay tuned. We will be back at eight twenty five. Those of you who are listening via the podcast, join us for Monday for our craft beer news segment, which is going to be released on the podcast portion. Of course, follow us. Better on draft on all of our social medias. That's TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Untapped, Kick, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, um, or X now. Uh, and no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Cheers. <laughs>